That was a little bit of footage of our Operation Turkey Blessing that took place this week, and it was an awesome, awesome week. Um, we took care, we Thanksgiving meal for over 500 families uh, throughout our community. And I just want to say to, to you, thank you for your support of that. Thank you for your help with that. Many of you were here Thursday. Many of you were here earlier in the week to help us get ready for all that. Many of you gave um, and brought items and brought food. In fact, just to praise the Lord real briefly and to, to say, express gratitude and, and awesome, just tell you awesome, awesome. Um, this year when we went from, typically we've done 250 families. And so this year we kind of doubled that, went, went a lot further and, and, and um, which was going to cost more, more items, more, more resources to purchase, more turkeys and so forth. And your generosity towards that was just extravagant. In fact, so, so generous and so extravagant, so above what was expected is that we will be able to pay for and handle Operation Turkey Blessing next year already and the next year as well. So thank you for your generosity. Awesome to serve our community in that way. Those of you that are joining us online, we're glad you're here. If today's your first time at First Charlotte, we're also glad you're here this morning. More about that in just a minute. But we want to welcome you to a time. We, we, we will be partaking the Lord's Supper here in just a moment. Our attention and our minds are going that direction and want to give you just some real quick instructions if you're joining us online. We would love for you to join us today as we participate in the Lord's Supper. I know you didn't probably plan that. You didn't go to the Christian store to buy the proper bread, proper juice. That is okay. Um, there are many things in your house that you can utilize today. I mean, honestly, anything you can utilize, but um, if you got juice, you could use that juice at your house. Um, I mean, I a great replacement would be cheer wine. You could use cheer wine if you wanted to use cheer wine. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, it all work. It doesn't really matter what the item is. And uh, if you've got bread or if you've got, um, you know, crackers or a tortilla or something like that, anything you want to use, Doritos would be fine as well. We would love for you to join us um, as we participate in the Lord's Supper. Um, you know, it's Thanksgiving this week and this is a very different Thanksgiving. I mean, as crazy as everything has been, we get to now go through 2020 Thanksgiving. And I know for most of you, it's different in some way. That Thanksgiving this year, as you approach this week, is different. Many of you who normally have traditions and themes and things you do and all that are probably not doing some of those things. I know there's a lot of families that are not going to be getting together because of the threat of COVID and they don't want to expose one another. And I'm, I think there's some sort of limits on different things in different places and so forth. And so things are very, very different. It's different for our family um, this year. It's very, very different. This has been a different year. It's been a, a unique year. It's been a a tough year. And so Thursday, as we sit before the table, it's going to be very different than any year um, that you've probably done that before. I was reminded of a passage of Scripture that was, my mind was drawn to this week. Um, it's, it's in Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a Psalm of David about how God is the good shepherd. But there's a statement he makes there that I thought, I thought about Thanksgiving this year. It says this in verse 5 of Psalm 23. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David was talking about the provision and the providence of God over his life, no matter what the circumstances were. David, 
experienced some really difficult moments in his journey, pre-king and even after king. Moments where people were after him, he was facing a threat of death, he grieved and went through a lot of different things. But in the midst of that, even the midst of enemies attacking, the provision and goodness of God was always there. As we gather together this week on Thursday, I maybe translate this verse a little bit. You prepare a table before me in the presence of a pandemic. God's goodness has not changed no matter what else has changed in your life. You know, so often when we come to, to Thanksgiving, there are certain things that we're thankful for. But what do you, how do you handle it? How do you walk through it when, when things aren't going so great? When the things that we would normally be thankful for and the things that would normally make our list might not be as, as healthy and as, as big this year. I mean, we always thank God and we always look at our blessings and we're told to count our blessings and we certainly come to this week with, with thoughts of those kind of things. But what, when the, what, what do we do when those kind of things have changed? You know, typically we say things like, I, I'm thankful for my health and I'm thankful for my job and I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for um, um, other things that, that have just been good. That We look at these things and we're, maybe we approach Thanksgiving before and we've come to the thought of gratitude and it's been a remarkable year. I mean, we made more money this year. We had more experiences this year. It was, it was just great. But, but how do you handle it when you don't have those things? When it's not been a great year. When there's been some negative things happen this year. When there's been some things that you counted on in years past. And they're not there now. Typically... When it's like that, we say things like this, well, it's been a tough year, but at least I have this. It's been a tough year, but, but at least, at least, hey, I'm alive, or at least I've got my family, at least we've, we've got food on the table, at least we've, we've got each other, at least we've, we've got our health. Which, if I could be honest with you, I've said things like that before, and as I've reflected on those, you know what those are really saying? That's really not thanks. That's really like, I have to say thanks, but what I'm really saying is, dadgummit, this year stunk, but because I'm a good, faithful Christian, I'm going to say something. At least I'm saved. At least I've got heaven. At least God is still good, when in reality, my attitude is really saying, it's not good enough. Would be really nice if I got that job or I still had a job. It would be really, I'd be really grateful if, uh, if this family member of mine had made it through the health issue they were having and lived. I'd be really happy if I wasn't having to face this, this health problem right now. I would be really happy if, if I had made more money this year or I had gotten the raise but at least I'm saved. And at least I have heaven. 
You know, I think in moments like this, in times like this, we, we are reminded about how trivial our gratitude can be. In the 1600s, there was a hymn written that for many, many years was a staple hymn of thanksgiving. The hymn was written by a man named Martin Rinkart. He was a German pastor, and he wrote a hymn called, Now Thank We All Our God. Now, you may have not ever heard that hymn. I vaguely remember seeing that hymn one Sunday a year when I was a little kid. And we sang it the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It has been a staple Thanksgiving hymn. So he wrote it before Thanksgiving ever was invented. Uh, But it became something that church sang for many years. And it goes like this. Now thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices whose wondrous things he has done and whom the world rejoices from. Who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Oh may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us, to keep us in grace, to guide us when perplexed and free us from all ills from this word world in the next. All praise and thanks to God, the Father, now be given, the Son and Spirit blessed, whose reign in highest heaven, the one eternal God whom heaven and earth adore, for thus it was, is now, and shall be evermore. That was a hymn that was made known to be the hymn of thanksgiving, sung in many churches for many, many decades, that became known as a thanksgiving hymn. But the year Pastor Martin wrote that hymn is what I think is the most astounding thing. He wrote that hymn during the 30-year war. And the particular year that he wrote that hymn, there was a massive famine and plague taking place in his community. So you have slaughter of many people, lots of blood being shed in his country. And in his particular location, they're dealing with a plague and famine. Martin was the only pastor in the town that he lived in. And that year that he wrote this hymn, he performed over 4,000 funerals. That's how many people were dying. In fact, some days he would perform 50 funerals in one day. In that particular year, one of those funerals was his wife. And throughout his life, he wrote many hymns, but this year he only wrote one. And it was a hymn of thanksgiving. When we become so enthralled and occupied by temporary things, our worship and our thanksgiving can become very shallow and shaky. 
when our obsession and our priceless possessions, when the things that we hold the dearest are temporary things, it affects our gratitude, our thanksgiving, and for that matter, it affects our worship. Our worship, our gratitude, our thanksgiving tends to rise and fall on these temporary things and their presence in our life. And some of these temporary things are, are perfectly fine. There's nothing to be not grateful about with temporary things. But listen, temporary things are temporary. So for instance, if your gratitude and if your worship is based on the presence of some temporary things, like as long as your health is good, listen, your health is temporary. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you won't always be healthy. Your family, as precious as it is, is temporary. You won't always have them. Many other things that we say, we're so blessed, or this was such a blessed year, because all these temporary things we have. We thank you, God, for these temporary things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with saying thank you and worshiping the Lord for the many things that he allows in our life. I'm just trying to help us understand and something that I want to think through this year that we have to think about as we go through a year where it's very different is this. That God has given us some things that are not temporary. And that these things that are not temporary display the goodness of God deeper than these temporary things. There are some things that God has given us that a pandemic or a job loss cannot affect. There are some things that God has given us that cancer and death and grief cannot thwart. That no matter the circumstances, no matter what presence of the enemies that are around us, no matter what is taken from us, no matter what the scenario or season is like, these things remain steadfast. These things remain just as rich and precious and deep. They are not affected by circumstances. Well, at least we have. At least we have the most precious and priceless treasures and gifts that God has ever given anyone when he gave us his son, Jesus. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. There are unchanging things that God has given us, so precious, so rich, so deep, that supersede any circumstances, deeper and richer, that we can lose sight of, that we can begin to consider and take for granted and miss how precious and meaningful 
And maybe in seasons where some of the more temporary things are peeled back and frayed, we can see the things that can never be peeled back and never be frayed. The deep goodness of God demands deep gratitude. Our gratitude is not determined by our circumstances or the temporary things that we have. Our gratitude is determined by the depth of his love and mercy that he has given us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. David said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I want you to think about that this morning because before us today is a table. And on this table, the, the spread, the banquet, the the food that is offered us is a reflection of the priceless and sweetest gift that God has ever given to you. In the presence of a pandemic, in the presence of the world of sin and death, in the presence of your own mistakes and failures, in the presence of of it matters not what, he prepares this table for you. He's prepared this table for you in spite of you. He has prepared this table in a world that absolutely hates him and is against him. He has prepared this table in the face of your sin and my sin. He prepares this table for you. And me gave us Jesus. And that gift is not a, oh, well, at least we have. That gift, listen, in a thousand years is the only thing you will have. And the only thing you will need. This gift supersedes any other gift because it's the only gift that can sustain us through anything and everything. The gift of his son that he gave for us and the gift of his son's life that his son gave for us. Which buys our freedom from sin and death. Which sets us free as captives to live life by his grace. And so today as we worship, today as we gather, as we enter this week of who knows what, God, we have so much to be thankful for. And it's my prayer that as we worship today and as we go through this week, that all these other temporary things, as wonderful and as special as they are, will sit in the shadow of the tree of life that he has given us in Jesus.
that they'll find themselves as just simply in the shadow of the cross. Not as, well, at least we have the cross. The deep goodness of God demands deep, deep gratitude. So this morning, we're going to have a time of worship together. And in this time of worship, we're going to, we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. A tangible reminder of the offering and the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us. And it's going to be a little bit different. It's a little bit different than we've done before. And um, what we're going to do is here in a moment, Mark and the team are going to go ahead and get started and get ready for us. And they've got several songs that are going to lead us in just a time of worship. Songs that talk about this that we reflect on together. You can stand, you can sit, whatever you feel comfortable with as we spend this time worshiping together. Here across the room, we have two tables up here, two tables in the center, and two tables in the very back. And I believe we have a table up in the balcony as well for those of you that are there. And what we want you to do is we want you to come at your own convenience in this time. We're going to be here for about 15, 20 minutes together. So there's no rush. On the table are the elements. There's, there's a cup, and that cup is actually two cups. The bottom cup has the bread in it. The top cup has the, the juice in it. And so you can come with your family and grab one. You can come for your family and grab one. If you're, if you're here without family today, you come at your own leisure. Our altars are open. If you want to spend some time praying here or if you want to do that in the comfort of your pew, there is absolutely no rush to any of this. But you'll come and you'll grab those elements and then go back to your seat. Reflect on it for a moment. And I'd encourage you as we worship to just say thank you for what it represents that God did for you through Jesus. And then on your own, you'll partake of them. And then continue to worship with us. If you're with your family, I encourage the leader of your household to kind of lead in a time of prayer together. If you've got friends around you, maybe you're here with the friends and you want to do that together, then and spend just a moment together, pray and reflect, and then you can take it together however you wish this morning. Like I said, we'll be here for about 20 minutes, and there's no rush. When you're ready, you come and, and take the cup and spend some time doing that. We'll have deacons at each station. And if you aren't able to get up and walk, then if you just raise your hand, they'll come and bring it to you. If you want one of them to pray with you, they'd be glad to pray with you and help you and assist you. Um, in any way this morning as we do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that you've given us everything we need in Jesus. The grace that you've shed for, that you've given us, the mercy that you've bestowed through your son Jesus, there's nothing like it. Turn our hearts and minds to the priceless preciousness of that gift it has been a strange year Lord many in this room have lost something all of us have lost something whether it be freedom or connection but some it's been more significant we can never lose the gift of Jesus so we thank you 
for all that you've done for us. And Jesus, thank you for obeying your Father and loving us to the point that you shed your blood. You allowed your body to be beaten, stripped, scarred, and nailed to a tree. and exhausted of life so that your blood would pour over and appease the wrath of your father against my sin thank you We need nothing else. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.